Good evening and welcome to another episode of AADA. This is episode 165 and it is actually the evening today. It's the evening of the day that this podcast is going out. So I'm recording this right now and it's going to be going out in maybe an hour's time, maybe a little bit less. So this is actually semi-live, this episode. And the reason it's semi-live is because I didn't get the chance to record it last night. Normally I record my podcasts at least one day in advance. So by recording it one day in advance, it means I can put it live at 12.15 every single day. Don't ask me why it's 12.15am that I put it live. It's just a, it's become a ritual now, shall we say. So normally I put it live at 12.15 Today I didn't have the chance, so this one's going out much later. It's going to be going out around, probably in about an hour, so that's going to be 7.30pm. So you haven't got much time to listen to this on today's episode of AADA. But anyway, let's get to the episode. So today is the second part of Ten Commandments of Graphic Design. Yesterday I looked at Irving Younger's YouTube video. If you've not checked it out still yet, go check it out. It's brilliant. His video was all about the Ten Commandments of Cross-Examination. I took his points and turned them into the Ten Commandments of Graphic Design. So yesterday I covered these five points. Be brief, be straightforward, use as little design as possible. That is number one. Number two, use plain words. Don't try to get too clever. Point two, use only leading questions. Know what you want to communicate and communicate it. That's point three. Be prepared. Point four, and listen. Point five. So I'm going to get straight into Point six, seven, eight, nine, and ten today. So point six, Irving Younger said, do not quarrel. That is the exact opposite of what you need to do as a designer. I've put sometimes quarrel and don't be a yes designer. The worst thing I see in designers is when they give up, when they've given up trying to push through their ideas. It's your role as a designer. You've been hired as a designer who knows things about design to design things. And when you become a yes designer, that means that you've stopped caring. It means that you just do whatever your client wants to do. It means that you don't push your expertise anymore. Your client might ask you to change something from blue to yellow. You say yes and just do it. That's not always the right decision. Sometimes you do have to have a quarrel with your client because Sometimes you are right. If you've done a thing for a particular reason and the client asks you to change it because they don't understand why you did it in the first place, explain to them why you did it. There's probably, no, there's definitely a good reason why you did it. I often see this in in young designers or inexperienced designers who are a little bit scared of having a quarrel with a client. Don't worry, they're never going to turn out for the client in a bad way. Most of the time, the client isn't going to say, well, sod you then, I'll go to another agency. They'll just put across their point as well, or they'll say, oh, I didn't see it like that. I wasn't even thinking of that. Thank you for that, and we'll keep it your way. Often, a client will say that, and they'll appreciate you being honest, and they'll appreciate that you came out and said, yes, that's the right way to do it. Sometimes the opposite is true. Sometimes the client still wants you to change it. And that's okay too. At least you've used your professional ability to say, look, this is the correct way to do it. If you don't want to do it that way, that's fine. But I've got to tell you as a professional. 
you've got to at least tell your client the right way to do something. Otherwise, they don't even know the right way. They're not an expert designer, or usually they're not an expert designer. They might think they're an expert designer, but they're never an expert designer. Point seven, the best ideas are hidden behind the average ones. This is such a big, big point. The best designers, the only difference between the best designers and the average designers is that the best designers persevere for way longer than the average designers. So an average designer might come up with an idea, it might take them two hours, and they'll run with that idea. The best designers find the same idea in two hours and carry on past that. They just keep going. They're not satisfied with the average idea. They want to keep hunting and hunting and hunting for the better idea, for the best idea. And that's what turns an average designer into a great designer. You've got to keep pushing and keep hunting and keep going and keep searching for those better, for those better ideas. I said better than like my, in my uh, Yorkshire accent, my pure Yorkshire accent. Better is the better way to say better. Yes, you've got to keep hunting for the better ideas all the time. You can't ever give up. You've got to keep trying and keep looking for those bigger ideas. Because if you don't, your design work will stay average. It isn't easy to produce good design. A good designer isn't always better than an average designer. It's just that they keep pushing and they keep searching for better ideas. Good designers are never satisfied with the average ideas and that's what you've got to become. Never satisfied. Even when you find an amazing idea, you should never be satisfied with that idea. Most of the, I'm not saying my ideas have ever been amazing. I'm too humble for that. But even when I've thought I've done a good job on a previous design job. It's not made me complacent. I'll look back at that job even a week later and I'll hate it. I want to do something better next time. And you've got to keep pushing like that and keep searching for the better ideas. I didn't put numbers next to these points, by the way. So if there's a pause like that last one, it's me trying to work out what point this is. This is point eight. Point eight, never stop learning. This is so big. It's so huge. And this applies to any career, really. It doesn't just apply to design. It doesn't apply to just the creative arts. It applies to anything. It's just a good life tip. You should never stop learning, never stop reading, never stop looking at new things or new ways to do things or better ways to do things. That's not to say you should always be hunting for a new thing. You shouldn't always be hunting for the latest thing and then instantly implementing it for whatever you do because the latest things are not always the greatest things. They're they're usually untested, untried, and they don't work properly for a lot of people. So I'm not saying hunt for the new things and always use the new things. There's lots of learning out there that's hundreds of years old, that's hundreds of years old. Why can't I say hundreds of years old? That's hundreds of years old. There's lots of old learning. There's things from the 60s, the 70s. There's old designers to learn from. There's so much learning out there that I can guarantee you haven't learned and you need to go out there and find it. Never stop learning. I'm reading books all the time and I don't read just design books. I read all kinds of stuff. Lots of things that are that don't immediately seem connected to design, but they are. Things like psychology books, things like fitness books, things like mindset books, things like self-improvement books, all those kind of things 
are all loosely connected to design and they all serve your career so well and serve your life so well as well. It's such a big point. Never stop learning. Point nine, don't rely on inspiration. It makes you a weaker designer. I'm 100% behind this. I did an episode about this, about inspiration and how you can never rely on inspiration. Never think, never make a crutch in your brain where you've been told to do a new piece of design, a new logo, whatever it is. Never make the crutch where you need to instantly go online and look for what other people have done in the same industry. You don't need that crutch as a designer. It makes a shortcut in your brain that isn't good for you. You need to learn that you can't rely on inspiration to do anything as a designer. Sure, you should be looking at new stuff all the time. You should be looking at websites like Brand New and looking at the latest and greatest things that designers have been doing. But you shouldn't need the inspiration to feel inspired to do new design work. You can never rely on that. And you never should rely on that. And also, you should never rely on the feeling of inspiration. You should never rely on the feeling of feeling inspired or feeling motivated because there's going to be days, there's going to be deadlines when you've been working 10 hours already and you need to make another thing and you've got nothing left in you and you don't want to do it. You're not motivated, you're not inspired, but you've got to do it before you go home that day because the deadline is 5am in the morning. And what do you do then? What do you do then if you've never worked on a job before without working through the f- without working through the feeling of not feeling inspired if that makes any sense at all there that's why you need to train yourself to produce design at your lowest points they're always the greatest learning points i think if you force yourself through anything if you force yourself through the process of having no ideas at all for a design job, you'll come out of the other side as a better designer. You'll learn tricks and tips that you can trick your brain into doing when you've got no ideas and suddenly those ideas will appear. Never rely on inspiration or motivation. It'll make you a worse designer, I can guarantee it. And point 10 is a thing I take throughout my entire life. Work hard and be nice to people. It's so simple. It's two points, really. Work hard, and then also be nice. They're so simply put together, but they mean everything, everything that I do. I'm never not nice to somebody. No matter what I think of them, or no matter what they've done to me, I'm always nice to them. I'm nice to everybody by default, and I wait for them to prove me otherwise. I wait for them to do something to me to make me think they're not nice. And even then, I'm still nice. I'm nice to a fault because it's the only way that's worth being in this life. There's no point burning bridges with people. There's no point to that in life because you never know when you might need to call on somebody, even if it's your worst enemy. You never know what's going to happen with them in 10 years' time, in 15 years' time. You just never know. So burning bridges isn't a good idea and try to be nice to everybody. And the other side of it, work hard. You should always work hard. I'm lucky I've always had a high work ethic. I've always had a strong work ethic. I'll I'll come home from work and I'll still be doing work. 
I'm always doing work really because I'm always thinking about design and I'm always thinking about genius division. I'm always thinking about things that surround it. But you need to have a high work ethic. There's so many designers out there now. Just There's just so many. There's no way you can not have a high work ethic. You need to get your 10,000 hours in as a designer before you've even got your first job. You need 20,000, 30,000 hours to become a good designer these days because there's so many designers out there who have got 10,000 hours. You need to work hard and be nice to people. That was episode 164 and thank you so much. No, sorry. That was episode 165, not 164. That was episode 165 and that was part two of the 10 commandments of graphic design. You can find the show notes about this episode at askadesigneranything.com forward slash EP165. I hope you'll be back tomorrow. In fact, I'm going to record tomorrow's episode in about another three hours. I'm nipping out for a curry first, even though it's really warm in Barnsley still, but you've just got to do these things, haven't you? You've got to go for a curry on a hot day. So I'm going to go for a curry, I'm going to have a bit of a break, and I'm going to come back and record tomorrow's episode, which I hope you're going to listen to. And thank you for listening to this episode, and I'll see you then, tomorrow. Same place, same time, maybe.